This is Pixelated Audio, episode 117, and you're listening to the music of Bosted. Welcome back to Pixelated Audio, a podcast focusing on game audio, its history, and the people behind it. We're your regular hosts. I'm Brian, this is Gene, and today we're going full Redbook audio with a game called Bosted for the PC Engine CD. Yeah, this one's a new one for me. It's a short but diverse soundtrack, well composed, a lot of uh, wailing guitars, as you heard there, some really top-notch music, and we're not actually going to be playing the opening. That track that you heard is the save and load music because... When you first start up the game, you actually see more of like an intro cutscene with some dialogue on top of it. Right. Within like five seconds. So there's yeah. not really much to, to showcase there unless you want to hear them tell the story of the, the game, which honestly is perfectly fine that we skipped over. <laughs> yeah. If you don't speak Japanese, it'd probably just bore you and be a little weird to listen to. It doesn't matter if you speak Japanese or not. The story is... It's it's okay. It's, yeah. <laughs> but um, the soundtrack's great. Like Gene was saying, it's very diverse. There's only a few tracks because it is Red Book Audio, and uh, they only had so much space on the CD to, to fill with music. So there's not a lot of tracks that we're going to be playing today, but what we do have is really good. Yeah, I'm excited. I actually only just found out about it when Brian put it in front of me because I, you know, I've, I've dug around and, and import stuff. And this one I'd completely never even heard of at all. It flew under my radar. I played it at some point because my save data said that it they existed, <laughs> uh, but I, you know, I didn't remember anything about it and it wasn't until a week ago that i actually started playing the game i got about halfway in which is pretty far considering you know it's a action rpg kind of game so um yeah i had a lot of fun playing it though and i I think that going through the soundtrack today is going to be a lot of fun 
so real quick, Bosted is a action adventure game set in a fantasy world that was released exclusively in Japan for the PC Engine CD, specifically for the Super CD-ROM, ROM-ROM, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah CD-ROM 2, uh, which meant you needed either the Super CD-ROM 2 system or the Super System card for your system. It was released on October 21st of 1994, kind of midway through the life cycle of the CD-ROM-ROM. Mm-hmm. And it was published by NEC Avenue, which was a development branch of NEC. The big thing I didn't know about NEC Avenue was that aside from publishing a huge portion of the PC Engine or CD-ROM game library, uh, second to Hudson Soft, and also their abysmal logo. Did yep. you see that? It looks like it... they put it together in paint in like five minutes. Yeah, it's pretty bad. <laughs> uh, they were an avid publisher of video game music soundtracks, which attributed to about 10% of their business. I was so envious back in the day because all of the video game soundtracks were coming out non-CD in Japan. I remember occasionally running through like a record store and seeing like the Street Fighter album being like, why don't they bring this stuff over here? It was in the <laughs> import section, way too expensive. Right, right. But... <laughs> I mean, this kind of, this was a strange time because NEC, the parent company, was publishing titles on the platform, as well as another division of NEC, which was NEC Home Electronics. And they must have thought it was strange, too, because they ended up merging a lot of their development divisions to form NEC Interchannel in 1995. Even though this team's um, NEC Avenue publishing the game stuff, they were still focusing on that. They pretty much combined all these stray teams to handle their game stuff. That makes sense. They're working on various different parts of the same thing. Why have them as separate companies? Right. So even though they did development for a number of games for Bosted, they only appeared to do the publishing, also listed as a producer, and the development work was split among four other companies. First, we have JTS. They did the programming. There were a small group that worked on about five titles, at least under this name, and all for the PC Engine or CD-ROM attachment. Next, you have Studio Orphe. They are responsible for the map and scenario design and the art continuity. I'm not sure what art continuity means. It, you know what? It could have been like uh, in betweening for some of the animation. Uh, you're familiar with that term, right? Like, no. you have keyframes <laughs> in animation, so like an arm is moving down. So oh, between I those see, positions, somebody has to draw all those, and it's a lot of tedious. Work. I see. I see. Okay. Okay. So that makes sense. Yeah. there were a lot of scenes like that I saw where there was like loosely animated. We'll, we'll get. We'll get to that. <laughs> so uh, the next company, AIC Spirits, is the lead animation group responsible for all the beautiful cutscenes. They were one of eight divisions within a huge animation studio called AIC or Anime International Company. They did a few titles for PC Engine CD and PCFX, but mostly worked on anime, movies, TV shows, that sort of thing. Right. And finally, we have 81 Produce. And most importantly to us, this is the music studio that did all the Red Book audio. 81 Produce was led by Toru Nakano. We'll talk about him later in a little bit, but let's get to another track. Yeah, so four companies responsible for this uh, game and... uh 81 Produce, I think they they pulled off some pretty awesome stuff. So yeah, this next track is the Overworld theme from Bosted on the PC Engine CD.
That was the Overworld theme, composed by 81 Produce and directed by Toru Nakano for Bosted on PC Engine CD. I really like that track a lot. It's a good track. It's a good track. It's very short. And the odd thing about this one is that you're going to hear it all the time. This is constantly playing when you're not in a town or in a battle and uh, or in a cave or something. And it's it's a minute long. And that ending is so stark that when the song starts over, because it has to repeat, yeah, you know, yeah, it, doesn't, yeah. it doesn't blend into the next loop. You know what I mean? It doesn't blend into its, its starting point. So it's very abrupt, and then the track starts right back over. Now, this is easily overlooked because there are a lot of battles in the game, so you might not even make it a minute without getting into one. Uh, but there was times that I noticed like that that stop and you know the start over, and it was a little distracting. I did like the horns a lot, though. When I first heard it the first time, I was kind of expecting it to be a pretty guitar-led track, but there was a lot of cool elements. There's the wah-wah guitar... The, well, obviously the big horns and the, the lush synth pads and strings. You know, when I hear this track, it reminds me, and maybe it's because I still have Gabriel Knight on my mind, but <laughs> it sounds kind of like something I would hear, like, I don't know, you know, French Quarter or something, and I don't know. This is an odd story, but I was just at a friend's house, and they were their grandmother has a Four Brothers album, which he had just recently <laughs> produced with them, and it was one of their original ones from like the late 50s or early 60s. I'm like... I know them. Why do I know them? Oh, right. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> From this show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was also produced by 81 Produce. No, I'm no. no. Uh, but yeah, great track. Yeah. So, nice classic driving energy, nice overworld theme, really, really keeps the adventure going. Yeah. And uh, again, a lot of these tracks aren't very long. The first one was the, the longest track we're going to hear today. Yeah, it's like was, two minutes. Yeah, it's two minutes. <laughs> it was the thing that you would hear the least amount of time if you're playing. Anyways, so the story of this game, uh, we said that it's not that meaty but there is some pretty cool stuff there and it doesn't really unfold until you start watching all of the anime cutscenes, and there's a lot of them so it does actually build up it's a little bit cheesy but we'll lay it out for you so the story revolves around two young women there's Riza, who is a red-headed knight and anita who is an elite mage both bounty hunters from the holy land of sturia one day the women are tasked to clear out a nearby forest of monsters by the locals of their village and after fighting dozens of monsters they run into a strange man in the middle of the woods he takes a look at Riza's wrist and proclaims that the jewel she's carrying is a sacred treasure known as Bosted, and that could bring his kingdom back from despair. The next thing you see, the world... Real quick, real quick yeah. though. Why is she wearing this and how did she get it? They don't explain that. <laughs> Does it matter? It doesn't. I, I had to bring that up. The, the jewel's just some MacGuffin. <laughs> as these things always go. So the next thing you know, the world around Riza and Anita begins to flash, and the girls find themselves transported to a new kingdom or a new land. They head over to a nearby town and learn that they've been brought to the kingdom of Marisun. They encounter the man from the forest again and learn that his name is Kine, the only surviving knight from Marisun which has been wiped out by the Empire, led by the story's main antagonist, Largrime. Kine then takes the girls to his hideout and introduces them to the princess of the kingdom, Lahani, who now lives in exile. Then, after a lengthy chat, the four join forces and head out to take on Largrime in hopes to restore the throne as well as the kingdom. There's a lot of unexplained pieces to this story, but as the story goes, and I think that the, the anime is so well done that you start kind of liking these characters, actually. I started finding myself kind of into it and liking this, this game a lot more than I ever expected I would. The game isn't very great. 
The yeah, I mean, the game really, me. really shines from its production work, and, and we're going to talk more about that in a little bit. Yeah. So this next track we're going to listen to is the town we just talked about, the town of Marsoon. So let's take a listen, and we'll be right back. That was The Town of Marisun, composed by 81 Produce and directed by Toru Nakano for Bosted on the PC Engine CD. This is a really nice track. We talked about the diversity, the variety of the soundtrack, and um, this was a, a welcome surprise when I heard it. I think a lot about the kind of video game music you don't hear often enough, and I would say Honky Tonk is not... Honky Tonk Banjo, yeah. ...does not come to mind for me, even as something that I would think about that right. should be there. But I really like the track a lot. It's a beautiful, like, upbeat melody. Yeah. Now, this I would have pegged as a saloon track or like a like a bar or something like that, but this is the town music. And again, it suffers from... It's very abrupt when the track starts over, and it's very obvious. You can't escape it on this one this one's this is the worst of all the worst offender i think that's the risk of hiring a production company especially at this time is like they probably just gave them a track here's the finished piece and they're like oh okay we'll just put it in the game sure and and i think i think to your what exactly what you're saying i think that's exactly what happened you know we don't know but this was a an anime studio so they expected a one and done kind of thing right most of the time yeah you don't usually see that in production work like film because you know it's It's, scored out a lot more linearly exactly so uh even though it has some of these uh these obvious flaws that we see as as gamers uh they did a great job and i think that uh the music you know it shines It, it it definitely makes this game stand out which needs some extra enhancement because the graphics are a little bit meager I think in that department, you know, it is nice to listen to it on this show because you won't have to listen to it on repeat for 45 minutes. (laughs) Exactly. And that's, and you stay in this town a lot too, because really only one town in the game. So yeah, you come back to it a lot. You come back to it a lot. So you're going to hear this over and over. Uh, Let's talk about the audio production studio 81 produce. It started back in 1981 based in Shibuya, specializing in vocal work and audio specifically for TV and film. Their first broadcast content was a kid's show called Okasan to Isho, popular even today. My kids have watched it. Never heard of it. Yeah. Uh, And... In 1984, created Half HP Studio, originally 81 Ongaku Shupang, and uh, this was to focus mostly on music publishing. 
along with some other popular kids shows that began working on anime, starting with Detective Conan in 1996. Uh, did you ever watch that? I didn't, but I was a pretty big deal when we were kid. Well, younger. Detective Conan was huge, man. It's a yeah. great show, and I can't wait to start watching it with my my son when he gets a little bit older. Uh, and then they started doing Pokemon for acoustic and sound production in 1997, which snowballed into many more projects like Thomas the Tank Engine, the Japanese adaptation mm-hmm. of it, Inazuma Eleven, etc. And while at the same time branching off into a lot more subsidiaries, 81 Actors Studio, 81 Label, 1981 GHD, as well as establishing Seidama, which is a voice training institute. Sounds like they've got a bit of a circular work thing. You know, they get more work for themselves. They have a training studio. They they, have they've to got make, the whole... Yeah, they've pretty much got it down to a T, this whole <laughs> vocal work thing. Uh, But back over to Half HP Studio, again, established in 1984, this was the group that mainly focused on anime and games. They worked on hundreds of TV series and movie projects over the years, but on the game side, they're known for a lot of the Doc Hat games, Bravely Default, Final Fantasy IV, the DS port with voiceover and stuff like that, Arc the Lad R, Unlimited Saga, Seiken Densetsu. It's not clear which one they did, and I didn't look it up, but I think that would probably be the remake. It's possible. There was also like uh, Dawn, not Dawn of Mana. There was a lot of mana games that were spinoffs. It could have been any one of right. those. On yeah. their website, they just list Seiken Densensu. So uh, they also did Earth Defense Force 5, Monster Hunter Cross and Double Cross, and also A Farewell to Arms. So they've done a lot. Yeah. A lot. And there was a lot more that I just didn't think anybody would know if I, if I kept them in the list. And overseeing all of the audio for this title was Toru Nakano, who was with 81 Produce from the beginning and the acoustic supervisor at Half HP Studio. He's directed audio for a lot of anime and game-related projects. He's not really a composer, but more like the bridge between music and programming, so more like a producer role. Right. He's worked on Police Knots as a sound producer, the sound director for a few of the Dot .hack games, Chaos Rings 3 as audio director, and Asher's Wrath as the recording director, which is a little bit more recent. Right. He actually has a ton of stuff under his name, but it's more like like studio coordinator and uh, you know he's done pretty much anything in the audio space this guy has worked on or overseen or been in charge of you know he has his foot in every aspect of the vocal and audio work side of things we talk a lot on this show about composers sound designers and all this stuff but just synchronizing audio getting all of that together for a recording session is a lot of work so props to this guy yeah we could barely make it happen for just two of us (laughs) (laughs) Add a third guest in there. It's like disaster. (laughs) Anyways, so this next track we're going to play is the town of Marsoon again. But this is Marsoon Aftermath because a big problem happens and uh, it causes the world to once again be in chaos, even worse off than before. So let's take a listen to Marsoon Aftermath. Thank you. 
That was Marisoon Aftermath, composed by 81 Produce and directed by Toru Nakano for Boston on the PC Engine CD. Yeah, so this is a really great track, and I, I swear I'm still hearing Gabriel Knight a little bit in there. Uh, but uh, it, the way it starts off, and you saw it too. I know, right? I felt it too. too. Is this the Bayou? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that, yeah. That, that's going to continue to echo through our show for God. some time. Oh, man. <laughs> Anyways, great track. This really totally sets the the mood that i would expect for a town that has been completely wiped out and is in utter chaos love hearing this track i was really surprised by some of those more um kind of bright synthy elements that were kind of there in the background sort of off to the side i wasn't expecting such an i guess electronic addition to this this track why why do you say that because uh, I, I, I kind of I mean, sense that from like this. Well, okay. I was guessing it was going to be a little bit more just purely acoustic. And there was just some some of these like kind of yeah, cool stuff yeah, going yeah, on. Yeah. And they had that really like ovasive synth in the back, just kind of keeping this eerie, dreaded, dreadful vibe going to, which is such a contrast to that bar kind of honky-tonk music we heard from well yeah the distorted percussion that comes in is totally like 180 from that honky-tonk thing yeah yeah this is more not even about the town it's more about just like the general mood of everyone you know yeah the house is burned down you know so just kind of like just kind of reflecting on like what do i what do we do now (laughs) well we talked about that you know this game has a ton of battles so let's get into our our first our first battle track this also plays during the player select before the battle. So it starts off, you get to choose your character, and then uh, you're going to hear this battle, and you're going to hear it a lot. So let's take a listen, and we'll be right back. was the battle music of Bastard, composed by 81 Produce and directed by Toru Nakano. You know what I really like about this track is it's sort of mid-level energy. A lot of times battle themes are super amped up and super high energy, and that's cool too, but I kind of like that it's a little bit more subdued, a little bit more laid back, because you do hear it a lot, and it doesn't get on your nerves the way the Chrono Cross battle. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, I just thought it was a... I don't know if they did it intentionally. It was just a track that made sense, because... Sometimes the programmers just kind of stick the tracks where they make sense. But I thought it was a really good battle theme. Yeah, and we're going to hear other battle music throughout the show that has way more intensity to it. But this, you're going to hear so many times. I think having that kind of mild intensity, like you said, works really well. And I remember that, I think it was Lunar for the PlayStation remake of Lunar, um, had that kind of similar thing where it wasn't too over the top. It was still pretty wild, but it wasn't too over the top to where you just got completely fed up. And... uh, Honestly, I think that the track's pretty good. 
yeah, those uh, just those big chords on the on the piano really like oh, feels so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we haven't talked about the gameplay yet. It's somewhat like a simplified action RPG. I said action RPG earlier. Mm-hmm. Not really an RPG. There's no elements that would strike you as an RPG, even though it's kind of like one in sheep's clothing, if that makes sense. Yeah, I, I've watched the playthrough of this. It's weird because you do go into that pocket dimension battle, right? You go to a separate screen to right, fight, right, but it's right. not... And it's, it, yeah, it's even real looking time. even looking at the overworld, it just looks like Final Fantasy One or something. You know, like an early Final Fantasy game, maybe maybe Final Fantasy Four, even. Yeah, maybe. it's even a little less detailed than that, actually. Uh, big time. This was not. They were not doing a, a great job in the graphic department for sure. I mean, the anime cutscenes are spectacular, but but the gameplay itself, the con- part you control, is pretty hideous. And there's not a lot. It's to plain. It. It's not hideous. It's just not that exciting. It, okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, so it's not, yeah, it's not really an RPG and it's not really an action RPG except for the battles, I guess. Yeah. Um, you don't have any levels. You don't have any upgrades. You don't have weapons. You don't sleep in inns. You don't have money, nothing like that. So it's not really what I first expected. And I was kind of surprised that none of that stuff was going to happen. You typically walk around maps encountering random battles and eventually visit a few locations over the course of the journey. Like, Fields, caves, mountains, towns, well, a town. All the exciting stuff. A, yeah. yeah, and a castle. Overall, it's a really short game, though, and you can beat it in like three to four hours. The playthrough that's online right now, the long play is, is what, three hours? It's less than that. It's like two hours, 40 minutes. But that's if you know where you're going, And but even still. I got, I got about halfway, and the reason why I know is because they were halfway at that point in the game, and I was about that far. It doesn't take that long to get, and the battles aren't over the top hard some of them are more challenging than others you have to strategize but it's not that um that intense i was able to progress pretty quickly you can walk around um, a field enemies will come out and attack and appear in groups of like three or four on the common battles depleting an enemy's health will cause more enemies to appear until all of them are defeated battles feature short voice clips like anita and Liza will kind of say a few things sometimes some funny banter sometimes something more serious and then the battle will start and you get to choose between the characters for who you want to bring into battle. Yeah, so before every battle, you can choose between Ryza or Anita. Ryza is more of the combat-oriented one or the melee-oriented one. She has she is the knight, technically. Right, knight. she has short-range sword strikes, dragon power charge attacks. Anita is more the magic user. She has standard attacks where she fires she says, orb she, out. She says elite mage. Oh, elite mage. And she says Sorry. that. She says that. And the reason why is because one of the cutscenes, uh, Liza says, "Oh, you know, you're just a magician or whatever." And she's like, "No, I'm an elite mage who went to a school." That and she corrects her very quick on there. <laughs> so, in addition to the health meter, as I mentioned, you have a power meter which doubles as a charge meter. Charging up and releasing will result in one of several attacks, depending on how long you charge. So you can actually release it when it's like halfway charged and you'll get like a medium strength attack. Right. Fully charged is like the ultimate attack, which is usually like a homing something or other. The homing balls. Yeah, I mean, the game is so not about the gameplay that they made the char- fully charged attacks homing, so you could kind of not really focus on the battles that much. Yeah. There's a little bit of strategy, but it's really... You're going to get through the game. You're going to see all the cutscenes. That's what this is about. Right. In fact, some of the battles are... Or kind of, I could tell the AI was done so poorly because if everything's kind of on a, like a up and down grid, there's yeah. not really like a diagonal movement of your character. So in a battle, even uh, the 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 bad guys or the bosses or whoever can't figure out if they need to move left or right. So they'll kind of like like squiggle, like 
pixel by pixel left and right <laughs> down. It's so strange. And uh, you can attack them when they're doing that because it takes them a lot, a long time to move diagonally. But again, uh, yeah, again, that's eh. it's, it's, it's not what you're here for. No. Yeah. So the major boss battles are typically one on one and usually against other human opponents. So they have similar characteristics to you. They'll often have the ability to charge attacks and do more powerful things. And they they're usually about the same size as you. So it's sort of an evenly matched kind right. of thing. Except for like the final boss, of course. Right. But, you know, the, the battles, you know, we, we joke and it, about it being kind of cheesy, but they're not that bad. No, no, no. They're, no, they're, I, they're I, just I simple. It. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah. And it doesn't get to be where you get into a battle because the game, the, the locations are, are small. The map is very small and there's not a lot of locations. In fact, I, I mean, there's I probably counted 10 different 20 different scenes in the whole game that I that I can remember. So yeah. there's not a lot there, and you're not going to be traversing. I think we talked about in the beginning when you meet up with Kine, the, the time you get from the start in the beginning of the forest to where you meet up with him is like literally 30 seconds. You might get into two battles in that time. Yeah, you watch two cutscenes on either side of that, which are almost as long as the time it takes you to get to the <laughs> exactly <laughs> to the next scene. Exactly. And the other thing that's really nice about this game is it features a lot of humor. So that's what kept me kind of going back and, and wanting to keep watching it and seeing where it goes. And it feels like in a lot of ways playing through an episode of mid nineties anime. That's what it really everything about it. Like if you grew up in that era, I wrote in my notes that it's a lot like Slayers. If you ever watched that show, I didn't yeah. watch a lot of it, but it's kind of got that it's fantasy, but through the eyes of somebody who's clearly like a nineties designer. So right. and, and, kind of, and I think <laughs> there's some intentional jokes in there yeah. by like the programming team, maybe. I don't know, like there's an inn you can never sleep in. Like, you know, yeah. it's just there and there there's no reason, but you actually have to go to it a lot, but you never you never actually stay there. And you can't really talk to anybody on like saving your game or anything because you can save anywhere so i was just uh, it's just really strange there's also <laughs> at first so when i was playing this i i had no idea this game had some adult content to it at all and it does a little bit uh i mean uh, a moderate amount look yeah. <laughs> in the 90s you never got to see like um woman half naked you know in a game without there being some kind of censorship or something this was it's all exposed it's like not even I mean, I'm an adult, so I'm okay with it, but I'm okay with it. I didn't it, come I, in here for this. But I didn't expect it <laughs> yeah, for, for, you know, a PC Engine CD game at all. There's a, like a flirty strip club scene where Anita is is all shy and embarrassed, and then Liza's like, like Whatever. screw it. And yeah. she's like, blam. And it just, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, but it's all like PG. It's all yeah, PG. and it, it goes by pretty quick. So yeah. it's not really, again, not the focus of the game or anything. Yeah, like there's a side quest with this like pervy old man who asked for like a, it was like a bromide or something of naked women. Uh, there's an onsen scene. There's there's all sorts of. There's something for everybody. There's something for <laughs> uh, But yeah, fun game. Uh, so let's get into our next track. This is the Ruins of Marsoon Castle. So let's take a listen and we'll be right back. Thank you. 
right, that was The Ruins of Marasun Castle, composed by 81 Produce for Bosted on the PC Engine CD. That's such a herky-jerky melody. Like, it's it's such in the forefront that all you can really do is pay attention to it. Everything else is kind of these, like, little just color... It's almost cave sounding to me. Yeah, it's it, it is a bit unusual, even for a game like this. I the first time I heard it, it's like this is the ruins of a castle. This is hmm, okay. Yeah, I mean, this is where it plays. There were no actual track names. Uh, these names were kind of coming up with as we we know where they play in the game, um, because there's, a, there's not a lot of tracks, so it's very obvious to pick them out. This castle though is kind of a um, an interesting place. It looks like I mean a war that happened a thousand years ago and it's uh, desolate and and bleak and completely void of any life and so maybe that's what they were going for with this track yeah i pick up on that sense of calm for sure it's like it's not a recent battle it's not anything like that it's more like a little a little unsettling but not not in a in a it, dangerous I, it's way. almost kind of calming like yeah. a, like you know it was a, a war zone at one point. And this is where you meet, uh, right before this is where you meet Lahani, mm-hmm. who is the princess of Marasun. And she, former, go, the former princess <laughs> of Marasun. And she goes to, uh, she's traveling with you and she goes and she finds like her old room and like her parents' room and stuff. And she like just breaks down into tears. And this story is actually really good here because she kind of goes into this uh, monologue about like, what it was like and what destruction came. And then you learn more about uh, Largrime and uh, the kind of empire that he holds and why everything was destroyed. And I think that the story picks up a lot here and it's, it's, it's totally worth watching a playthrough. I think all the anime cutscenes are available online too. You just watch those, you know, nice Hear, little anime. Then. Hearing you say that really makes me think that they were probably going for a bit of a music box feel with that. Like, I think you so. Know, recalling the past. That could of, be. I, I think it's a pretty effective track, but there's, it's not too much to it. It's a pretty right. simple like loop. Yeah. And there's that one part where the, you hear this. Yeah. And I'm not sure exactly what instrument that is. It's, it's probably some fabricated, you know, synth, but I like that a lot. It has this almost like winding down of a toy, you know, like yeah. the music box. It's like cranking down, running out of uh, batteries or, <laughs> or wound winding energy. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so let's get into our next track. This is a complete 180 from what we just played. This is the boss battle from Bosted on the PC Engine CD.
That was Boss Battle, composed by 81 Produce and directed by Toru Nakano for Bosted on the PC Engine CD. Wow, what a great track. Uh, when that first drop comes in, I'm like, all right, here we go. Yes, <laughs> you know, I first heard this too. I was listening on my uh, my desktop speakers that are, are pretty loud in the in the evenings. I, I turned it up pretty high. And I was playing it and I was like, man, this is Boss Battle is kind of mellow. It's not... It's not hitting all the notes that I would expect it to. And then all of a sudden, 30 seconds, and then you get that that bah, blast. Bah, bah. Yeah. yeah. Oh, dude. It's it's off the hook. This is the track. So good. I know for a fact that evil bosses are powered by fatty bass lines. So this is just a JRPG <laughs> right in there. <laughs> oh, God. So we we talked about the, the graphics a little bit. They're not really... Look, you're not going to... You're not going to play this game for the graphics, but you might enjoy it for the cutscenes. The battles, though, amp up the uh, the on-screen visuals a little bit more. The characters look more like kind of a 16-bit JRPG. Yeah, sprites are a little taller, and right, right. And the uh, the enemies and stuff have more depth to them. You know, they actually have you know they're, they're larger sprites, so you have a lot more that you can work with with shadows and lighting and stuff like that. The overworld itself is just very, very plain. And I compare it a lot to Final Fantasy 1 because that's what it looks like. Yeah. It, the, the tiles that they use, they don't blend together. So like trees and stuff are just kind of overlaid over other things, shrubbery, hedges in town. They're just yeah. squares, you know? And it's got that same thing where the map screen has like really simple squat sprites and then in the battles they're a little taller a little bit more detailed there's more frames of animation and that kind of thing i mean obviously because you have all the attack animations everything there so the battles are definitely probably what the average level of the game should be but eh, it's fine yeah. it's, it's three and a half hours or whatever it is yeah <laughs> so and the battles like i said they, they're actually pretty fun i think if the game were like 40 hours then i would be like these battles suck man like i, can, yeah. I don't want to do it anymore but three hours is enough time to where you can like get in get out and have an experience i gotta say overall i really like this game i didn't think i would it's not trying to be it's not trying to be something it's not and it's not something that it isn't i, I don't know how to explain it's not it. padding out its length just to be like a 12-hour game absolutely not in fact it was probably designed as an anime in mind and they're like oh you know what games are hot right now what could we do in the background to make like this anime more than like a 30-minute show yeah so it's not just like a visual novel there's like well we can code up a battle sequence it's not gonna be that hard Let's put hey can you together. program uh, uh sure, sure i did yeah. it once in high school all right you're hired <laughs> It, no, uh, it is a competent game. I mean, it, there's nothing it like broken or bad about it. It's I would yeah. I would recommend it, even if you guys overlook the Japanese, if you don't speak Japanese and you just want to play it, like it's totally worth playing. I think from our description, you can go in, know the story for the most part, and kind of piece it together. I think it'll make sense. I don't know. Do you need much help finding the next sort of waypoint or person to talk to, or is it pretty easy? It's pretty easy for the most part. There's not a lot of people. Yeah, that's so, true. So, but yeah, you I mean, talk to people enough times and they'll start repeating things and like, just go on to the next I, one. I ended up doing like pretty much like half of the side quests just because I didn't know where I was supposed to go. And I was like, um, like I'll talk to this guy. Oh, I repaired her violin. And that's <laughs> that's in here too. Do you want to hear the violin theme? Yeah. Is it, yeah. It's Let's, like, sure. Yes, that side quest has red book audio. <laughs> it's the only time we hear it. But uh, no, there is actually some PC Engine 
mm-hmm. music in there, some wavetable stuff too, but it's just very little tiny, like, I, I didn't know. barely even notice any. You yeah. won't, and it's mostly sound effects. So that's what they used it for. The game itself, if you've ever played anything like Castlevania, Dragula X, or Lunar for Sega CD, you'll know what to expect from the anime cutscenes. It's kind of the same caliber. Powerful Mail is another good example. Yeah, a lot of still screens with some like really light mouth animations and maybe some like two-frame kind of things. Right. I have to say, though, the average quality of the... I was watching some Lunar just to check the original Sega CD version. These ones are way more detailed. Oh, big time. Big yeah, they're, time. they're really, really nice. Yeah. And when you get into the remake and stuff, that trumps this. Of but. course, yeah. But, I mean, those were around the same time, like 93, 94. 94 Actually, yeah, I think that I was think, 92. I think 92 was Lunar, yeah. Yeah. So... I, I think, though, it's still worth playing this. And again, this is mid-cycle into the PC Engine CD-ROM attachments lifespan. I, Might I be think even a little late, actually. 94? 94, but they were still making games until like like 97, 98, I think. I yeah, think still stuff. that sounds about right. Yeah, I think even 99, they had a few games. Wow. Yeah, there was Death of the Brain in 1999. Huh, I didn't know it went yeah. on that long. Well, as we were saying... You do see a lot of anime cutscenes pretty much any time there's a new character introduced, there's a boss, there's an event. I mean, in this three-hour playtime, a solid 40 minutes has to be cutscenes. Yeah. It's it's, it's pretty it, heavily skewed in a, in a good way. Yeah, and it's very clear where the budget in this game went. It's it's all towards anime. That's where yeah, the, the voice acting, the music, the anime cutscenes. I, I honestly though, I feel like they spend it in the right place. I, oh, totally. I would have done the same thing. Totally, totally. So let's get into another track. This is the Palace, composed by Eighty One Produce. That was the Palace from Bosted on the PC Engine CD. That track just tells me, I'm sorry, but the power of love and friendship is coming its way up the tower. You just, you're just going to have to deal with it. <laughs> power of love. I mean, that's how these things always end, right? That's the only way you defeat the evil is, is through the power of friendship and love. <laughs> oh, my God. What a funny track. I, the, like, we're talking, again, the diversity of the soundtrack is just incredible. They were all over the place. And <laughs> I... I don't know if I get like a like a scary vibe or a happiness. I don't know what I am expecting from this track. It's in like a, a strange place too. I think this is where you're actually going to fight uh, Largrime and you know bring the the world back and you know the town of Marasoon and as all it that should stuff. be. Yeah, yeah, and 
I don't know. This doesn't doesn't have that scary feel to me. It has more of like the like, hey guys, we're almost there. Like, I, I do really like the overall vibe. I just wish those orc hits weren't quite so loud. They're pretty. They're pretty <laughs> powerful. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> good try. Good try. Uh, the thing about this game too is that it wasn't cheap when it came out. It was originally sold for about eighty bucks, which <sighs> a CD game. Right. And so remember when PlayStation came out, it was all about like, hey, CDs are so much cheaper. Now our games are cheaper. You know, this is uh, like yeah. Super Nintendo prices, man. Oof. Yeah. I, I still, I still think back to those days. Super Nintendo games are really expensive. And for a three hour game, I'd be, oh, I'd be so steamed. You like paid 80 bucks for a three hour game. <laughs> hey, two bucks. Could, I mean, you could at least play through it again and play as the other character if you played mostly in the first one. So it's not like totally no replay value. Yeah, yeah there's, sure, there's something sure. there. Yeah, you could have a buddy come over and say, "Hey, you try this game, play through it, and after dinner, and yeah, <laughs> then we'll don't show sleep. this to your parents." Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we got another track here. This is Largrime, the final form. So the first one is just the normal boss battle when you fight him, and then after he transforms into this beast, this massive thing that takes up half the screen, you're gonna hear this track. So let's take a listen. Right, that was Largrime's final form, composed by 81 Produce for Bosted on PC Engine CD-ROM. Again, a little bit more mellow for a final boss theme that I was expecting. It works, but yeah. it's it's a little focused, kind of a determined right. kind of track. Uh, kind of repetitive, too. A little bit, yeah. I, I, we didn't see much change until about 40 seconds in. I got to say, it's not exactly exciting up until that point. And then you get that you know a few tags in there and it's not too ominous sounding it's a little more light-hearted than i would expect and then it jumps right back into that repetition which didn't strike me as a 
an incredible track, but eh, it's okay nonetheless. Yeah, I mean, I, I you're right. It's definitely not the strongest on the soundtrack, but it's a, it's a solid tune. It's well produced. I yep. mean, I, I feel like when you hand something off to a third party like this, it's often hard to know what you're going to get, but it seems like they did a pretty good job. Yeah, and they might have worked really closely with the anime house to, to mm-hmm. work on it, you know, AIC to really kind of tie down those anime scenes because there is music during most of the anime too, most of the animation. Mm-hmm. Um, we're just not playing it because it's completely covered with voiceover. Yeah, so there's almost like twice as much music, really. Really, yeah. So given what they had, they probably did a pretty good job and at least that's how it came off to me as a player. So, All I got to say is there were some really nice surprises in this. I was not expecting anything when I first heard this and because I just didn't know what it was. But some tracks like that, uh, like that one track, the boss theme really was like, all right, this is definitely the track of the album. This is dope. Yeah. Yeah. So I got a little surprise for you too. Yeah. Um, Well, not really. You already know the soundtrack. Uh, (laughs) So so this next track that uh, we're going to play here is the staff roll. So we were going to, we're kind of debating, should we play the ending track or the staff roll first? The staff roll is definitely a lot of fun and there's a lot to talk about. So let's, let's go ahead and listen to that first. Let's do it. That was the staff role composed by 81 Produce and directed by Toru Nakano for Boston on the PC Engine CD. It's a pretty wild staff track. That's a good way to end the game, right? It's like, it's the kind of thing you'd hear from Tease Music. Or, oh, totally. Yeah. Totally. In fact, when I first heard this, I was like, oh, it's Tease Music. And then <laughs> then I looked. Act, there's some tracks in here that don't match the, don't, don't fit the bill. But it, it really struck me as that. And when I saw it, I was like, oh, okay, 81 Produce. I know nothing about this company. So. Very, very cool track, and they just let that guitarist go to town. You know who we're missing in this track, though? Who's that? Kenichi Shinzawa. <sighs> yeah. We could use a nice chops. key solo in there, and oof. What a he key. was just getting to the beginning of his career, so he hadn't he hadn't uh, joined forces with all of the, <laughs> <laughs> the, the music houses at the time. Uh, uh, should we uh, should we take this home? Should we wrap it up? I guess so. Uh, yeah, the... The game overall, we talked uh, about it. I really liked it. I suggest you guys play it. Gene, you played just a little bit of it, it, but you watched most of the playthrough, though, right? I, no, I play. I watched the, through the entire playthrough. It's uh, 
Honestly, if you've got a few hours to spare, you want to listen to some good music and play a pretty easy game you don't have to think too hard about, this is a good good option. Totally worth it. So today we covered Bosted on the PC Engine CD-ROM composed by 81 Produce, and we talked about the direction by Toru Nakano. Very cool soundtrack, and hope you guys enjoyed it. Yeah, it's too bad we couldn't get a little bit more detail on the actual musicians that did it. I mean, I know it's a production house, but... Sometimes, Some, sometimes yeah. they'll list like the the guitarist, the trumpet. You know, they'll list these guys out. I couldn't find anything. Yeah, it could have been just studio guys. Just yeah. kind of came into the, the recordings or whatever. Yeah, hey guys, we got an hour. Cut this album. Yeah, How, <laughs> should we should we loop it? No, definitely not. No, just the one time through. <laughs> one time and make it an ending that they won't forget. Uh, anyways, yeah. So if you want to know more about the show, you can check us out online at pixelatedaudio.com for the show notes and our track list. We're also on Twitter at pixelatedaudio. So if you guys like the show, leave comments on the site, feedback, iTunes reviews are always appreciated. Anyway, come talk to us on the Discord channel. Whatever you want to do, we're open to any feedback. Facebook's a great way to chat with us, too. Sure. However you like. I don't check Facebook much, but Gene sure I does, check so. it a, a little bit more often, so yeah. yeah. <laughs> but definitely join the Discord channel. If you guys want to talk uh, game audio, there's always a lot happening. Uh, one thing I've been following a lot recently is the, um, the uh, original uh, channel in in our server oh the original music channel yeah, yeah the original music so a lot of indie composers and guys doing remixes are are putting stuff in there and it's turning out incredible there's some really killer stuff in there and so uh yeah join in chat with us post your music if you write stuff and uh we'd be glad to uh to have a whole discussion on it so yeah if you're new to our podcast make sure to check out some of our past episodes i picked out some ones that kind of match our theme if you love 90s games with a fantasy art style, check out episode 44, Popful Male, 47, Ground Seed, and 74, Alicia Dragoon. I did not plan the numbering on those, all being pretty much the same. Wow. All did those... you pick Alicia Dragoon because it's a female protagonist? That and sort of that 90s fantasy aesthetic. Okay. okay. Just kind of like... If that's your bag. But again, these are all extremely, wildly different soundtracks. They sound almost nothing alike. Not even like this one. Like, Elise Dragoon is a really dark, very brooding soundtrack. Right, right. Whereas Popful Male is almost like on the J-pop, really positive upbeat <laughs> side, like the entire way through. And Ground right. Seed is kind of synthy jazz FM stuff. Exactly. But all really good. Yeah. Really good. <laughs> because if you guys like the show and you want to help support us, you can head over to our Patreon page, which is pixelatedaudio.com slash Patreon or patreon.com slash pixelatedaudio. Pick one of the two. You'll find it. Google is your friend. Yeah. And, uh, you know, pledge a buck. It's awesome that we have the support that we have now. So we want to say thank you for everybody so far. If you want to leave us a review on iTunes, like Gene mentioned earlier, that's appreciated as well. The track taking out the show is the ending track, the one we did not play earlier that we yeah. swapped out. And uh, this is a really good track, too, and I think you guys are going to like it. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you back in a few weeks for the next episode. 